Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 176, looking at 1 Kings 13 and 14, and then into Matthew chapter 3. In today's Old Testament passage, we see how there was turmoil in the kingdom. After Solomon, who was faithful for a time and then fell into sin, we have these two sons, with the kingdom of God divided. We have Jeroboam, the king who refused to listen to the words of God, for if he listened, he would have to admit to worshipping the one true God rather than the false idols that he'd set up in the land. Then we have Rehoboam, who as king saw the land stripped of its wealth and status. Yes, he served as king, but the kingdom he ruled over was a shell of the bountiful land that Solomon once ruled over. In these two kings, we see the demise of God's people. Remember, all was going well when Solomon was faithful, and now through the two subsequent kings, the kingdom was stripped of its power of its wealth and of its true position as the blessed people of God. Should we call it arrogance or ignorance? Whatever we may call it, sin had captured the leaders and the people suffered. And in that, we have our lesson today. Our leaders should be held accountable to the direction they take the church. Our leaders set the tone, direction and agenda of the church. The question is, do they set a biblical, God-honouring way, or do they set personal agendas that will ruin the church as it strays from the truth? We must hold our leaders accountable, not to the standards of this world, but to what the Bible proclaims to be true, right, and holy. Our next passage is into Matthew chapter 3, and before Jesus burst onto the scene, John the Baptist prepared the way. He came from the wilderness into where Jesus would begin his ministry and called the people to repentance. That's what it means when he makes the path straight. John was seeking to guide the people to the truth of the Messiah so that when Jesus arrived, the people would be ready and willing to hear and believe in the gospel of salvation through faith. Some heard this news and did exactly what John had hoped. They immediately repented and were baptised. Others, however, took some time to come round. The standout verses, however, come when Jesus himself arrives and is baptised. Some have asked the question as to why. Why did Jesus need to be baptised if he was sinless? Well, the baptism of Jesus was not about perceived sin, for he had none. Rather, he was setting the example that we were to follow. More than that, he showed his association with sinners, for he did not come for the righteous, but for those who were sick with sin. He didn't go to the kings of the time. He went to where the sinners were repenting from their sins. In Jesus undertaking this humbling moment of baptism, we're now able to join him in that humility as we believe, receive and are baptised into the family of God. Upon seeing this action, God in triune form is displayed. The Father speaks of the Son and displays his acceptance through the Spirit descending like a dove. The triune God has launched the ministry of the Son of God, of the Messiah, of the one who came to die so that we might live. It really is a wonderful display of the nature and character of Jesus. We are saved by the one who holds both power and humility, acceptance and a willingness to connect with sinners. Jesus was about to show the world the ways of God and it would be truly captivating. What about you today? Are you captivated by the message of Jesus leading you to repent from your sins? Or are you becoming like the religious leaders of the time and you're all show with no real substance behind your faith? Look at Jesus and see the example he sets. He sets the example of one that is both show and substance. He both shows his humility in baptism, but also declares his humility through being accepted by the Father and the Father's will of what his ministry would be. So we are to look at Jesus, see his example he sets, and we are then to live in that example 
as a child of God. Let's pray. Father, we pray that we would hold our leaders in the church accountable. We pray that we would guide them, help them, support them, follow them, pray for them as they set the agenda of the church. And we pray that that agenda would be a biblical one and that would focus on the Great Commission and the Great Command. Father, we pray that we would see this humble character in Jesus, this wonderful display of humility in the baptism, and that we would follow that example, humbling ourselves, associating with those who are sinful so that we can bring them the message of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray this all in your name. Amen.